This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. The last podcast Ash, Matt and myself did in person was 527 days ago. Can you believe it? We were talking about uh, the Man City Cup final on the 2nd of March 2020. Uh, it's been a long time. Obviously, we've done a lot of podcasts since then over StreamYard. This is the first time we've met in person. It's also the first time we've ever done a podcast as a four together because the office in Birmingham was too small. So, James, welcome. A- Ash and Matt, welcome to the yep. Clark Blue podcast. Hello. Big season ahead for Villa. How are we all feeling about it? We'll come to you first, Ash, in the middle. How do you feel? Really excited. Yeah, new era. Um, exciting, new strike force to look forward to seeing and... Yeah, um, really excited, like I said. No Grealish now, he's long gone. And um, yeah, really excited. That's, 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 how, that's how I'm feeling. Um, I get the sense that Ash is really excited. <laughs> <laughs> do I don't think he's mentioned it. Uh, Matt, yourself, you've been away for ages. First of all, one of the first questions I had on social media when I said, do you want to bring, give us some questions? Where is Matt Kendrick was the first one. So where have you been? I've been in Devon, actually. I've been having a lovely time. It's all right for some, isn't it? Lovely time on the beach, but um, I've been following it from afar. I've not got anything particularly incisive to say, which is glad, glad, glad you've got me back. Um, in terms of where, where I am this season, I've always said that steady progress is a thing for me. I don't, want, I don't want our expectations to be too sky high that we underachieve one year and people think we've got to rip up, destroy the project. But <laughs> I don't know whether this summer has made me think we need to move a little bit faster because I don't want to happen what's happened this summer. Mm. I don't want our best players to be cherry-picked. I want us to keep pace with their ambitions. I thought we could do that with Jack Grealish. Perhaps I was being naive, but I think we need to get in Europe this season, which to me creates... We're, we're really excited about the options that we've got and the signings that we've made, but it comes with a... There's no real bedding in period. I think James, in his pre-season preview, um, put that he thinks there could be teething troubles before we before we get up and running. I'm not sure we can afford those teething troubles, yeah. really. So I think, as exciting as it is, I think it comes with a, a lot of pressure because I, I don't think we want to feel that feeling that we felt this summer of feeling that, that our best assets have been ripped away from us. Yeah, we'll come on to Jack Grealish shortly. I know if people are sick of it, but it's our big season previous. We've got to mention it to some degree. But first, James, how, how do you feel about it no, in the season? What? I'm just happy to be there in person, to be honest. Like, yeah. I know, you know, myself and Ash have had the privilege of myself going to a few games and Ash reporting on them. Um, but being there with the fans and just, you know, going back and watching the villa and it not being something you see on screen. So I know this is a cop out answer, but whatever happens, bar a relegation battle, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Just want to see it. Right. I don't believe that. He's going to be shaking his fists if you haven't, <laughs> you haven't got nine out of nine in the first three games. And we'll one nil down to Watford half time and we'll be booing him. Um, let's talk about Jack then. As I said, people are sick of it. And we've done a couple of podcasts. We did one as a trio when the bid was first announced and we were all a bit depressed thinking oh yeah, this is the start of the end and you and me Ash did one uh, when it was officially announced he'd gone and you said you felt like your stomach had been ripped out yeah. those things were a couple of weeks ago at this point how welcome to you first Ash how do you feel about it now he's made his decision he, he wanted to walk away from Villa and he's done done exactly that um, 
seen Dean Smith's comments today. He said Villa are probably 18, 18 months behind where Jack Grealish wanted to be. So, yeah, he's moved on. I think everyone needs to move on for it. I think we'll be, we'll be better for it. The yeah. over-reliance was, was massive and too much on, on, on Villa last season, as we all seen. So, how am I feeling now? Good luck to him. He's uh, turned his back on Villa. He wants to play in them, them Champions League nights. And Villa will do their own thing, and I'm excited by that. That's how I'm feeling. It's a hypothetical situation, Matt, but do you think if we were in Europe this upcoming season, you'd have stayed? Or was it was it still always Champions League or nothing? I think it's the it's the England factor again, isn't it? You know, it's it, falling to the trap all the time of clamouring for our players to play for England, uh, which is effectively booking a big kind of Mercedes with blacked out windows chauffeur them up the M6, isn't it? As soon as they get that get that England call, um, I don't think I don't think um, it would have been enough. I think Jack Grealish would have gone anyway because I think he wants to. He's had that taste of it over the summer of being the nation's darling, and he wants to be fast tracked to that. And can we blame him? I don't know. I think looking at some of the sums involved, I don't think he did move for money, but looking at some of the sums involved, and it's a pretty close guarantee to winning trophies um, moving to Manchester City. So, thing that I was speaking to Ash before we before we started the podcast, and I can't bring myself to dislike or to hate despise whatever Jack Grealish I can't bring myself to do it because he's got too much goodwill and credit in the bank for, for what he's done for Villa but neither can I bring myself to, to want Man City to do well yeah. so I'm in a really strange place at the moment where I want Jack Grealish to go on achieve and show the world what he can be because we created him Aston Villa created him but if that means Man City winning stuff it doesn't sit right <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. so I'd like, I'd like Jack Grealish to fin- finish as a runner up in everything and Aston Villa win <laughs> does that make you bitter for thinking that or is that the Villa head on thinking well, he's now a Man City player is my thinking behind it why do you wish Man City exactly I, well, I, I tweeted I think the day after he was announced saying I unfollowed him on social media now because he posted a blue heart and it's, it's all like very PR things you know, and love just to meet the fans big club and all that and every player says it about everywhere I unfollowed him and I, I tweeted that and someone's like, oh, it's a bit harsh. He's still one of our own. It's like, I don't follow any other Man City players. I don't think Grealish cares. I know, yeah. No, well, exactly. He's just another Man City player now. He's the same as all the rest of them. The yeah. Villa connection's gone now for me and as much as you said on social media the other day, it looks like I still do care so I keep tweeting about him. I don't care. He's, like I say, he's a, he's a Man City <laughs> Talking player. Talking about him. I know, but we have to for this and we're only five minutes in and we will move on very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but for me, Man City player, all focus on Villa now moving forward. Yeah, same. Um, obviously, Made in Birmingham. Hope he impresses. He best win a lot of things. To, to be fair, for me to justify in my own heart, he best be the best footballer. Go on and be the best footballer who's ever lived. But made the choice. I think it was always on the cards. I wanted to hold on to him staying, but not realistic. Can we move on? And you know, made his choice. Yeah, it's about Grealish the brand now. That, that that little kid who's playing just beyond there. The, the boyhood fans long gone now. It's about yeah. him, him professionally. So he's made his decision. Let's move on from the from yep. the Man City end of it and how Villa react to his departure now. They've made some great signings. Emi Buendia comes in to refill that creativity. Uh, Leon Bailey, I've heard a few people say, rather than Leon. Christian Vogler so, said that as yeah, well. Leon Bailey will go with for, for pace and ball carrying. And Danny Ings is that talisman to score goals. Do you think we've replaced Jack Grealish with those three? Yeah, I think we said it time and time again now that he was distilled into three attributes that I've picked up and put in three players you've got your creator and progressor in uh, Buendia the pace and kind of danger and technique in uh, Leon Bailey and uh, Danny Ings who's that talisman and can drop a bit deeper and make that impact and there's also you know bag a lot of goals so I think we have and I don't know when we'll see the fruits of it hopefully as soon as possible but I don't know about you Ash but he looks 
promising. Does, yeah. Danny Ings, proven goal scorer. And only Kane and Vardy have scored more, so guaranteed goals there. Yeah, Buendia, he's already had a year in the Premier League and his stats last season were frightening, so he's, he's a player that's been on Villa's radar for a while. And Leon Bailey, a bit of the unknown there, but um, he's, he's going to get people off the seats at Villa Park and they're going to love him. Um, spoken to a few, few people close to him, he's, he's chomping at the bit to, to prove himself and he comes with a big reputation of doing it for Leverkusen, so yeah, pace, speed and finish, yeah, they've got it all in there, so... Just when they get on the pitch together, that's the time to judge. A question before I come to you, Matt, on the signings that we can probably clear up, clear up pretty quickly. Where is Bailey? What's happening? Is it quarantine stuff? Yeah, he's still in quarantine now. Um, he's training alongside his brother, keeping himself fit, and then he's due to t- join up with the team. Um, I guess he'd make his debut against Newcastle next week, so joining the team over the next few days. Yeah, his brother's helping him settle in, and um, it's been an isolation issue there, so he'll be back next week, I suspect. Yeah. Matt, transfer business, you happy with it? I mean, we've got a, a mug of questions here and I'm pretty sure transfer business is in there, but we'll come to that later if it comes out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, how do you replace Jack Grealish? You know, what you're trying to replace? You're trying to replace the attacking prowess that he brings. I think, like we've said, those three players bring a little bit of, of something different that can that can help you do that. Been a, an over-reliance on Grealish. He's, he's carried us, hasn't he? Not so much last season, but certainly the first season back in the Prem what else are you trying to, to replace in him you know the the local boy made good we've got our manager who can still fly that yeah. flag we've got you know a couple of really exciting kids coming through the FA Youth Cup winners who can who can fly that, that flag as well what else is he the pretty boy I suppose Matty Cash he's, he's his <laughs> doppelganger isn't he yeah. I think we've, we've got him replaced, replaced in that sense so I think we're in really really good shape I think They've turned what could have been a really kind of negative, uh, you know, mood destroying transfer into into something really positive. And I think it's a big time for, for Villa's Villa's regime to, to show that they they can you know rain with roll with the punches if you like. And they've they've done it spectacularly well until we've seen these guys play. Until we've seen them how they can they can work together as a unit, then we've got to reserve judgment. But I think in terms of doing what they could and being proactive. I think the, the, the talent spotters, I think Johan and the team have done done remarkably well. Yeah. We'll go to this random mug of questions then because pre-season predictions and stuff are all very random anyway. So this is in no particular order. It's absolutely random for more than we've ever done. Um, so I'm going to pull these out at random. Are these on Twitter or they all? Some on Twitter, some just out of my head. Oh, this one says four ash on it. So a lovely <laughs> oh, series dear. one out of the way first. Talk to us about the youth setup. What are your views on poaching young talent and their pathway into the first team? Yeah, it's been a big summer recruitment-wise, hasn't it, for Villa? Um, a few have had it out on loan, like you say, but yeah, getting a couple of lads in from West Brom, like you say, and it all stems from, I think I've really head of recruitment, Steve Hopcroft, and he mentioned just getting that talent pool from above London, below Manchester. Villa want to own that. And the FA Youth Cup winners, that's a, that's a real positive, isn't yeah. it? Everyone wants to win that. And Liverpool and Man U want it more, more times. And yeah, going back to the, the old, good old days when Villa used to have a steady stream of really exciting players coming through. So um, they want to get back to that. And uh, I think it's what the one um, Villa's Academy is the envy of many in the, in, in, well, in the country. I've just had a product go through it worth 100 million and it's yeah. finding that next Jack Grealish isn't exactly it to, yeah. to come through and be, and be worth a massive amount to the club the owners are massive on the academy as well I can't stress that enough that, that, well, as soon as they arrive they wanted to make it the best in the country and they're going a good way of doing it Yeah, is it right that whenever anybody signs for the West Brom Academy they get a tour of Villa Park now is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that good the way it works? Yeah, that's right seemingly yeah <laughs> The next question is how does Axel Tuanzebe fit in will he get much game time we'll give that to you first James 
I mean, assume so. I don't think we'll ever sign him just to do nothing. Um, <laughs> but you're looking defensively. You got Mings and Kanzu who own those spots. Mm. Is it a back three? There could be formations changing. Is he playing in defensive midfield as an option? We'll have to wait and see. But I can't see him replacing Konza. I can't see him replacing. He replaces Engels, doesn't he? Essentially, and he's a yeah. better version of him. Yeah, I think there'll be game time. But I'm looking at that. I'll be more in defensive midfield, to be honest, than uh, or midfield than defending because. You'd have to have a you know touch wood. There'd have to be an injury, a serious yeah. injury for Tranzabe to supplant, unless they change the formation. That could happen if it's a back three. I think Tranzabe slots in over Horse. To be honest, he's got a good good song as well. So I'm happy yeah. to see that back. Do you want to sing it? No, no, it's <laughs> a great song. It's one of the one of the best chants actually for the fans to come up with. To be fair, yeah. I don't know if he originated with us, but it is a is a belter. I enjoyed his time as well, which is massive, and he knows a few lads in the dressing room, so he'll be he'll be bedded in really nicely. And yeah, I think he wants to prove himself as well. So yeah. It's what this is. What's, this is what it's about being a competitive club, though, isn't it? Yeah. Having having really really strong competition and cover um, over the course of the season. Mings and Konza are going to. I don't want to tempt fate, but there might be niggles. And there might be sendings off. There might be suspensions. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't yeah. you have a really a really strong option in there? And Twan Zabi's not come to set step on. This, to, come and play on the bench he's come to to try and force the issue so he can play every week and I just think we're not pretending anymore you know the first year was just staying up and and by our our fingernails and you know probably not really having an 11 that was really Premier League ready but being able by hook or by crook to stay there now we've got solid solid cover in in most positions I mean where do you think are we lacking are we lacking cover anywhere? We've got Ashley Younger can probably cover both the fullback areas now. Gilbert's back, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got decent cover. Cover at right back. We've got Twan Zebi who can play play across the back four to a to a degree and play yeah. defensive midfield. You're probably talking about centre mid, aren't you? Where you've still got a lot of six out of ten players who you want who need to become eight and nines yeah, if Villa yeah. are going to really compete at that top end. Oh, the squad depth questions in the mugs. I don't oh, right, okay. spoil future content just yet. <laughs> Mings and Conte were great last season and Villa were very good defensively. So if Twanzebi comes in and outs one of those from their position, that's benefit Aston Villa, isn't it? Because he's yeah. better than Conte and Mings. I mean, I don't know how the playing a back three would affect the rest of the team. I don't want to work that out in my head just quite yet. If you had a back three and it was Conte on his game, Mings on his game and Twanzebi on his game, that's real potential yeah, there, for, you know, and it's it's quality. Mings, England, international, the two of them want to be breaking through. Got everything there. So that's quality. Um, I don't know about defensive midfield, but I think that's the most likely instant spot. Got the fullbacks yeah. who can play wing back as well now. Yeah, well, so, so it's an option, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, that's what it is. Options, and I think I think Newcastle are in for him. I know, kind of Myvered, and Villa just went straight. And Villa, you know, I think what it says about Twanzebe is how good Villa's kind of transfers progress. They go aggressively and they capture uh, yeah. whenever people's are. Other teams are dilly dallying, so Leon Bailey's his agent said that as well. They were really aggressive and sold it Bailey the project and really excited. So they did it with Burnley as well, didn't they? Yeah. Arsenal in for him, Villa come on. I don't know what Johan Lang is um talking ta- the smooth smoothing tactics <laughs> are, but really good. Same with Danny Ings to an extent. You'd have thought he might go to Tottenham or Man City with them needing a striker and Villa go, it's thirty million, is your signing on fees, all the rest of it come to us and yeah. that was a very cloak and dagger, wasn't it? Really? still open, mate, so don't don't tempt fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is this is a very random one really but it's more of a prediction for the end of the season 
he'll be Villa's player of the season. Yeah. Throw it to Matt first. Yeah, put him on the spot. It's Jack Grealish by default, isn't it? In, in years gone by, it won't be him this year. So I don't know about last year. Well, yeah, I think yeah, Mar- yeah, Mar- you know, Martinez, Conza. Yeah, I don't think he did get it did he, last year. I don't know. I don't know who, don't know who did get it. It's Martinez, Martinez, yeah. yeah there we go. So last year, did it. Yeah. I'd like to think it would be an attacking player. Because yeah. that would yeah, mean, to, it, it, that would mean that yeah. we've come out all guns blazing and that we have, you know, I'm not saying we're going to totally turn into the Harlem Globetrotters, but we are an attacking team yeah. uh, and that we're an exciting team. Um, I'd love it to be. I'd love it to be Danny Ings because he scores 30 goals. I'd love it to be Buendir become because he becomes... You know, a real little gem, the next Benito Carboni or whatever, or a real kind of, a real fan's favourite in there. Um, yeah, let's let's say Ings, let's say Ings gets 25 goals and he absolutely owns it. I'm going to go with Matty Target. I think he'll... Oh, that's a boring answer, isn't it, compared to that? <laughs> I think he'll be really impressive. I think he kicked on. I was speaking to off my uncle about yesterday, thinking the first season Matt Target was here, you know, how he seemed to be overrun, knocked about, pushed yeah. over, yeah, yeah. and he's kicked on. I mean, he doesn't look any different, but the mentality, mm. you know, I think he's got what it takes, and I think he'll be itching to prove himself without that link up with Grealish, and I think he could be a real threat, both defensively and... Uh, he's got some forward. proper competition there as well. Yeah. To be yes. fair, yeah, true. Which, with respect to Neil Taylor, I don't think he's he had that other than the first six months of his time at Villa, yeah, uh, when Target was trying to get fit and, mm-hmm. and, and and ready. I don't think I don't think there was anybody breathing down his neck. But Ashley Young's not not just come here like a an old old pensioner who's going on a on a trip to the, <laughs> to their old you know their favourite favourite yeah, haunts. Or he's, whatever. A, he's been hanging around the elite, hasn't he? He's not come around to Villa just to mess to, around. He's <laughs> come to play, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's and he's, he's he's super fit. He's super professional. And he's going to be demanding to play. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, Matt Target has managed to raise himself to a level, even with having Neil Taylor, just politely yeah. saying, can I have a game occasion? <laughs> I was about to say. Young is right at it, saying, listen, I want to play every week. That can only be good for Matt Target, you'd think. You no, know, if Young was playing on the left and you're at Villa Park watching him, you might have a bit of a, a moment and think he meant to be in the press box, right? Now, right? Flying say, yeah, I'm going to probably carry him. So, uh, so thinking O'Neill's coming to shout <laughs> Uh, you got a name, Ash, for players? I'll go, go and next to target. Toron Mings, big year for him. I think he proved himself at the Euros. Came and he spoke about his troubles, about a bit of self-doubt and that. And I think he'll come out after the Euros with a bit more confidence now. And we've seen it at the stage of last season when he come out the team. Villa are a bit, bit ropey at the back. And his communication on the field is, is massive. And that's a key part of why Villa got 15 clean sheets last season. So if he kicks on again, and um, Martin has a good season. And if they have a good season, I think the lads up front, Ings, and scoring goals and keeping clean sheets you're going to win a lot of football matches yeah. so big season for Tyrone it'd be interesting if he gets the captaincy um, over the coming days so yeah big, big one for Mings I'll go Buendia just for the sake of difference to have a different name I think it'd be a little star a little, mag- little magician replacing Jack it's very rarely a player didn't pass the Jack do you know what I mean yeah. I don't want to see that anymore Shackles are off go, go and do your thing I think Jack was a bit of a burden on the players I think um, over the last few seasons it's all, all through him and yeah, I think Brian Dale will be a, a big beneficiary of, of just going out there and playing. And look, James, he did it with, did it in a poor team with Norwich. He's still creating chances. Yeah. So put him in that team. I think he's gonna have a good season. Do you know what I love about it and the prospect of of Bailey as well? I like to be entertained. You know, we want to win football matches. You know, even if you win, you take a gritty one nil ball goes in off someone's backside kind of thing. But I like those little moments in a game that you think. This sounds really stupid. I, I, I hit the heights of Wally Sunday 
Warley Sunday League, and I think I played for the district twice when I was fourteen. So that that's that's my career. But I like the thing that I like about the Premier League is that you see people who can do things that you can never do in your wildest dreams, and you can be a, you can be a professional footballer by doing the basics really really well and having a good mentality. Yeah. But to be an elite footballer, you've got to have that little extra bit of magic for me and it's a cliche but you know when people say that was worth the admission fee alone yeah. I like moments like that I like somebody who drops the shoulder or does a, a little drag back or a little spin or a little flick around the corner those little bits of magic and if we can get those that make you think wow I enjoyed that but they're also helping Villa win matches because they open up defences and they yeah. create goals and they score goals to me that's that's magic that's, that's why football, isn't it? that's, the that's why you pay. you pay you pay you pay because it's yeah. those little moments yeah. of class and genius. Yeah. And I'm hoping that we see that. I'm hoping that we, we see players who are able to do those off-the-cuff things. Uh, don't Listen, Dean Smith is still going to be a pragmatist to a degree that he's going to want the shape of his team to be set up right, that out of possession as well. But it's those little kind of things that it's not just going to be Jack Grealish who we're going to be relying on for that little bit of magic. It could come from two or three places. And that's really exciting for me. Yeah. Like I said, if you if you don't concede goals and score one more than the opposition, you'll win games, won't you? Simple it's game, simple, it? simple as that. <laughs> and the back line looks very strong based off last year. The forward line looks much stronger than it did last year as well. So I'm not quite sure the midfield's just right yet to make it all tick along, but we're definitely heading in the right direction in terms of building the squad. Yeah, we've got a set-piece coach now as well, so going at it at all angles. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. Typically, at the time, we stop winning free kicks. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, next question, I'm going to save that one. Can he be someone who end. teaches us how to win free kicks? There we go, perfect timing. What other positions, if any, do Villa need to strengthen in the window? There's 20 days to go as we record this. Midfield, isn't it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, issues there right now. Morgan Sanchez not fit yet. Douglas Louise three weeks away, and then yeah, I think he's going to go with McGinn in the Camber to start off with. You need another one in there, I think. Need some height in there. Height, yeah, height and physical presence, yeah. Don't Can I ask about about Carney? Yeah. <laughs> Am I just investing too much on him because we've got a big <laughs> Bodymore Heath Academy graduate shaped hole? I don't know what Northampton fans will have to say to you about that. Say again. I don't know what Northampton fans will have to say to you about that. Approaching their boyhood. <laughs> their next hope for the future. I just think, I don't know, I'd like to say, I think Jacob Ramsey has shown that the path yeah, yeah. is there. Um, unless anybody can grasp it, has he got as much chance as anybody? Or am I just, am I fast-tracking him? You know, I, is he another two seasons away from being, being the man who can I'd go I'd say so, yeah. I think it'd be easy and similar to Jacob it was last season. I think he could probably get 10 to 15 games. And then uh, usually his defensive work, every time I've seen him last season, he's more of a 10. He likes to play, he's more of a tack, tack more in central yeah. midfielder. I think Dean's probably licking him into shape to, to, to be a box-to-box and do the dirty work as well. Yeah. I've seen Jaden Fillage in Bedos do the dirty work as well in pre-season, yeah. which has been good. And Yeah, I think kind of be easy, Dean. I think he'll stick around the group and... A lot of, I mean, he's some specimen at 17. He's, he's twice as old as a million. So God knows what the future is. But yeah, he's in the Paul Pogba mould, um, physicality-wise. And I can't see him coming in straight away and, and bossing it. No, I can't see that. It's interesting to see Villa's dynamic in midfield. With, I'm going to have two holders, aren't they, to begin yeah. with? McGinn's going to be sitting him in the camber. Yeah. So, and then I think Douglas Reason's option, Sansan. I can't see Carney coming in and 
and being one of one of two. Maybe if, if there's a three man midfield, he probably does that. But you have nine nine subs now. As exactly. Sorry. Yeah. I think it'd be Oof. easy. Yeah, mm. good chance. All right, who will replace Jack Grealish as captain? And is in 2021 is is being captain as important as it used to be? Actually, having the armband does it make a difference? Because if it is Toro Mings, like we all think it will be, unless you disagree, he's a leader anyway, isn't he? Without the armband, so I saw someone say, uh, I don't know why I pay attention to it, but someone said you can't give it to Mings because he's got to be, and I think no, but you you want oh, that. That is a captain, isn't it? Yeah, you want him to be, you know, have it be opinionated and have his, you know, the leadership attributes that he has, like off the pitch and on the pitch, and look, it, you know. It, could just be easily as Mc, given to McGinn or Martinez or even Target or Cash. They, they could have the armband. Of Cash has had it in the yeah. preseason, but I think Mings is like the most likely candidate. But even with Grealish there, they were packed with leadership. There yeah. was leadership everywhere. People were always bossing people around and making their voices. Uh, Conza, mm. I think late Actually, Young's really vocal as well. Villa yeah. the other day, he, he really dishes it out. So there's a few leaders in there. Yeah. yeah. Mings will be captain like whether he wears the armband or not. So maybe you do give it to someone else to kind of have like two captains, but. It feels like it'll be Mings. I don't know where I heard it, and it might have been a Dean Smith interview at Brentford, but I think they had a vote pre-game on who... There was a club captain overall, but they gave the armband out. You know, the, the squad said, who's today's captain? Yeah. And they all chipped in and said... Yeah. You're under 13's way of doing it. That's what <laughs> yeah, I have. But that's, you know, I think it's just a democratic way, you know. The way he speaks to the coaches, they all kind of contribute. No one's the, the true assistant, yeah, so are they? You, you see clubs have, like, leadership groups and yeah. stuff as well, don't you? And I imagine it's similar. Like, yeah, whether so. it's called that, who's leaders in that dressing room. Yeah, it's got to be Mings, hasn't yeah. it? I think. I think, so. I think to me, the captain's role, and this is probably I'm not going to suddenly start loving Jack Grealish for 25 years of his life, and then suddenly kind of throwing him under the bus and stuff. But this is probably the one area of Jack Grealish's captaincy that let him down some of the scrapes that he got into. Now, I think he made up made up for that with the way he led the team on the field, led by example, and the way he did realise his position in the community he was really really good generous guy in that sense but I think Mings is the kind of ambassador that you'd want to fly the flag of your football club do you know what I mean he's he's opinionated but he's eloquent he speaks confidently he supports in my mind I'm not sure everybody's going to have the same political viewpoint as as myself and Tyro Mings but he supports good causes he's the kind of person who you who reflects Aston Villa in a good light. And I think I think that's a really important part of the role as well. Um, given the exposure that the Premier League gets now, I think it's important to have the, the right kind of man who's who's leading in that way. But just on the field as well, you know, we've, we've spoken at length about Tyrone Mings, about he perhaps doesn't get the love that he, he deserves from, from some Villa fans because we know he's got a, got a mistake in him. But have you ever questioned his commitment, his desire... Um, you know he puts his puts his body on the line for the team and he's got high standards he's got high standards of himself and he's got high standards of people around him to me that screams captain I'm not saying there's, there's people in the team who don't have similarly high standards but you've also got to think it's a squad game now who's going to play every week your captain's going to yeah. got to play every week yeah. so yeah. outside of perhaps I don't know one of your centre arts and your goalkeeper I'm not sure I'm not sure Anybody can be going. I'm not saying they can be guaranteed to play every yeah. every week, but I don't know. Is, is there another contender? I think it could only be Martinez as full time captain. You know, that, that's the only that's the only personality that kind of sticks out to me above Ming or equal to Mings. I yeah. don't see anyone else. No, no, it's got to be Mings in it for me as well. Should we move on? 
just before we go, he just really on, wants to. I was just on about just Martinez, just made me smile about the old uh, Copper America celebration. Oh, that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they were doing all their uh, goal gifts and stuff and stuff at Villa Park yesterday. I hope they've got one of those for Martinez. I expected him to be doing the old pelvic thrust, and I was a bit disappointed when he didn't didn't make it. So <laughs> need Jerry Mina there as well, so he can just like just slag him off. <laughs> Martinez is quite more mannered, quite nice yeah, guy. I did as well. He dished it out to the Colombians, was, didn't he? He was nasty, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he got himself. We need a bit there, of that, though. We need a bit of bite in the side. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. The other yeah. day, to be fair to him, I was at the the, the open training session and uh, he managed to smash a ball into the face of this kid sat oh, in the stand <laughs> and uh, knocked him off his feet. I mean, it was like, you know, those little kind of, those little weeble punch bag things that fall, oh. fall back and then it was like that. Ah. Uh, say sorry. Yeah, he just went went over, kind of swept him up in his arms. I think he offered him his gloves. And so I don't know whether the kid took his gloves, but he offered him his gloves, gave him a big hug and stuff like that. And it was just... To me, and I know James touched on this earlier, fans back in stadiums, that to me was, without being too kind of sentimental or cliched about it, that was the, that was the connection. Uh, and it was, it was lovely to see because we, we've cheered and we've idolised a lot of these players without, you know, with the exception of Ash, who's been lucky enough to have his press pass every week. We haven't actually been able to see them in the flesh. Yeah. Um, so it was a really, really nice connection and it just showed what a lovely fella he is to be honest the next question is how many goals will Ings and Watkins score combined we'll get a number out of all of you quickly and then I mean Watkins yeah Watkins <laughs> that's good isn't it, that? <laughs> what do you think 30 30 between yeah, them both yeah. Ash I'll go 35 Matt 47 <laughs> <laughs> how old are you we're again? guessing my age no is that <laughs> what's going on 63 um, I don't know how many each I think, yeah, over 30 between the two of them. Yeah, that's should actually be a genuinely calculating I'm just it trying to, just trying to think about Watkins it. got 14 last year. Uh, I think he, someone said he hit the post seven times and had three ruled out for the AR. So that three doesn't, rubbish ones doesn't as well, work like that. But yeah. got 12, then yeah. Yeah. Like Watkins could have got 20 plus last year yeah. in theory. I'll go 35 yeah. again. Then we've got a little bit of flexibility. Who gets what, haven't we? Okay, we'll come back to the end of the season, see who was closest. What about you? 33, just to be different. Okay, yeah. 16 and... 30 would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, at least. 15 each. It depends, doesn't it? Just because they're both playing and both goal scorers, the, the goals could be shared around. Watkins could get 25 and he can get five and you've still got 30 goals between the two of them. Mm. Interesting to see what was the last prolific partnership. So I reckon Carew yeah. and Gabby probably got, you know, Benteke, 28 Varman, between them. and Gabby as a trio, mm. maybe. McCormack, yeah, Kaja Hogan. Three goals. Benteke, Gabby... Um, environment probably got probably did didn't they probably got about 35 but Benteke got the bulk of them <laughs> yeah. uh, another one from Twitter which player is most underrated as it stands that could go on to have an important role next season Nakamba yeah Nakamba yeah. does he play much though if we sign a new DM interesting because he finished the season last season well and he started pre-season really well gone under the radar people won't have him in their starting 11s but I think he could have a really good season I think he's important to so Villa, he's the only defensive-minded midfield man in there. And he's done well over pre-season and that bodes well and we'll see. But I think, you asked me that question, my instant feeling was Nakamba. I think he could have a good season. Yeah, I was going to say uh, even Nakamba or Traore. I think, mm. you know, he was absolutely, you know, dynamite at some point, <laughs> some seconds last season. <laughs> um, but when the fans came back against Chelsea, he just seemed to like just thrive and you're like, Wait, you know, what is this? <laughs> what is going on? But um, Nakamba, I think, is... Uh, Honest to God, answer. I mean, there's a there's a role there open for him to take, whether yeah, he does it or not, is up to him. But you know, he could talk Villa out of making a sign in here. 
probably Troy all right, to be honest, because I think we've got that excited about the attacking yeah. options that we've got available. He's not going to want to suddenly disappear into the background, to be honest. So I think he's going to face a challenge to get to get into the starting lineup. But I think if he's coming on for 15, 20 minutes at the end of games, I think he'll be busting a gut to make an impact. You know, said so many times during the podcast last season that, you know, flaky wingers, not you're not delivering enough. And then you look at the numbers that he posted in his first season yeah. back in the Premier League uh, and gave us the sense that there was still more to come from him. Uh, so I don't think he's going to want to lie down and, and be forgotten about. I think he could still have an impact. I think you could just copy and paste everything you just said there about El Ghazi as well, unless yeah. he's the one that ends up leaving. That's a, that's a funny thing. Like I used to joke about, you know, in a championship when um, we had a like, 10-game run and in every game when there was injury time, um, McGinn used to just go on another level and run the ball down the corner. It's like... Is his time now to shine? He found another level. This seventy-five minute period for Al Ghazi, Traore, um, Ashley Young, if he comes on as well, you know, it's raring to go and have a lot to prove. You know, Al Ghazi again every summer. He's, he's going, he's going, he's going. Yeah. Stays and makes an impact somehow. So it's on him to double it up again. It's dangerous territory for me. You know, I think we're just bordering on optimism, and it really, <laughs> really, really scares me. Just through bitter experience that start to expect and you you get a big slap in the face so. easy thing to do with Grealish leaving this summer is to write ourselves off isn't it you'll see mm. some silly things in the media from I don't know name anyone specific but you'll see things that are like oh they've lost Grealish they'll struggle this year 15th you'll see a lot of predictions like that I think because people won't have really paid attention to us but because the, the board have done so well with their recruitment which is the next question there's feeling for optimism, losing you, your best player for 100 million. We should all be going into this season in theory going, this could be really difficult, but they've done well, haven't they? I think you're galvanised the fans as well from it. All in it together now. It's, the owners are back, back down to the hilt again. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, like I said at the start of this, I'm really excited. Yeah. Transfer business then, how do we rate it so far is the next question. Obviously things can change, even we might sign somebody during this podcast even, so things could change. But so far, how do you rate it out of 10 or... A star, however you want to go for it. Well, go on. What more would you want, really? Yeah. Near enough hundred million spent again. Yeah. Third summer in a row now, it's been the case. Not many teams are doing that. And yeah, cherry 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 picking the best of players. Got Southampton number nine, thank you. We'll have him. <laughs> uh, Bailey the same. I hope they did the deal like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Brendier as well, yeah, he was Norwich's main man last season. Villa were getting them like, acting like a big club again, like they were back in the day. So uh transfer business out of ten, I'd say nine or something like that. Really high and I think fans are right to be excited. Yeah. Matt? I'm always wary of this because you're... <laughs> fight back. You're also judging at the end of the season, aren't you? Clip it out, can't you? Um, the fact that they've managed to excite a cynical old git like me when the talisman of the last five years has, has disappeared up the M6 suggests that on the face of it, the transfer business is, is really, really good. Uh, it frustrates the hell out of me that I don't think we're going to see Bailey or Buendia. Yeah. Um, Immediately, um, what's the chances of him being back for that Newcastle game? I'd see, I'll be aiming for that 100%. I'll see if Bundy's fit for, for what for not looking likely, but Newcastle games are one first home, home game. Really good one, to be fair. The atmosphere would be incredible. I think it's, I think it's amazing. I think somebody I saw somebody on Twitter compare the um signing of Ings to when we signed Dion Dublin uh, a good while ago, and you know. A striker with experience of banging goals in, in the Premier League, who, you know, it, it, it's actually veered away from Villa's business model in a way that, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to get much the same level of sell-on value from 
from Ings, but he's Premier ready, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and I think that to me shows that Villa probably don't have the same amount of patience that I was talking about. Yeah. That they want to kick on quickly. Um, and as a fan, you know you can't you can't ask for any more than that, can you? That that kind of ambition from your, your club to not stand still but to to move forward at a rate of knots. Next question is: Which academy prospects have the best chance of a first team impact this season? It's got to be uh, Carney. I don't know. It's got to be Jaden uh, Philogene Bidet. So I think yeah. you'd say him. I mean, uh, he was a hyped one. He was hyped with Billy really Chukwuka, but yeah. there was always rumours as well, like Leipzig and all yeah, sorts. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, we didn't have the access, you know, as fans to the academy until kind of halfway through last season. Uh, you know, I think the first match we got. Burnley and all of a sudden it was all televised mm-hmm. but um, you know we'll see him in the flesh and he looks really exciting Ash, so. yeah, yeah he had a really good pre-season as well. two goals two assists from four games really stood out um, obviously we're really interested in him as well so Villa got him on a, on a new deal and it needs to be said he needs to work on his end product and his, his defensive duties are now really there for all to see and yeah we had a really good pre-season I think 19 year old and he'll be in around the mix I'm sure I think he's um Difficult he's going to get is that pretty well stocked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one in those areas. Um, like I said, I mentioned um, Carney Chukumeka. That's it, yeah. Well, I was actually trying to advocate uh, singing Ollie Murr's Troublemaker, <laughs> uh, <laughs> having the chant around that for um, the whole way down. He's going to catch on. I don't know. I just, I, like you said, I'm getting ahead of myself yeah, a you little are bit, a bit, but yeah. I just think, I think he's got that physicality and he's got that kind of real belief and that real swagger I'd like to see him it's going to be 10 minutes 10 minutes here or there but unless we sign somebody in that position I think that this somebody's got to go and grasp it somebody's got to go and grasp it and I don't think you'll get as many opportunities to grasp it as the senior players alongside him but I'd just like to see what he can do Do you think any of those goals will get a loan spell? I've seen Barry go out and we've talked about which one's got to go out I'm about to say this uh, to Matt, like, will you be going with Carney's dad to uh, watch him okay. at, uh, Yeah, I'll be there, mate. I'll be there from day one. <laughs> you know, mate. You pin, yeah, I was about to say, you're pinning your flag quite a bit here to the, yeah, to the man. So, yeah, yeah, if you need to, if you need, <laughs> listen, if he wants to travel in style, Vauxhall Astra to wherever, whatever League League 2 outpost is. And have me working on the origin story of Carney Chuckmaker next to yeah, that next one, week. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've comments on that, people saying you should delete this now. The Jack Grealish episode we did. So, come on. Where's the Louis Barry one as well? Uh, Ipswich Town, you've missed out there. I think we should do a real big kind of attention-seeking thing of you taking down, that, pressing delete on that Jack Grealish <laughs> thing. Get the air, a solemn set for taking computer. Load up a new Louis Barry one. <laughs> yeah. uh, the next question I pulled out says, talk to us about 4-4-2. We've seen it in pre-season, but will we actually play it? I thought you made the magazine. I've done a preview. For <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, it was all out of date. <laughs> you need to watch what Mike Bassett, England manager, just yeah. the kind of full what all that formation's about. But there's a inverting the pyramid if you want to read about. I've bought that recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, but I mean, we, we've seen it in bad spells for Villa. Ash. Yeah. We've seen it when it's desperate. You know, absolute. You know, the default plan B of stick to yeah. two men up top. Yeah. But could be one of it, one of which is Chris Samba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did justify it because he scored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Interesting. Uh, last week in that, that friendly, um, Ings did drop, drop deep. So I can't imagine being two flat strikers up top. Yeah. But um, yeah, interesting. Things wants to be more adaptable now, and I think it might change it week by week. Or 
options are there and the interest out out evolves throughout the season but this hasn't played it before has he he's always preferred a one so the, the fact mm. he's doing this now he's changing his ways as it were can only only be a positive thing and I don't think defenders want to play against two anyway, do they? Yeah. Defensively, so I think, I think they'll all be more threatening up the front end of the pitch. The thing about if you're playing, if you're playing Ings and Watkins in a two, whichever way you get them, get them on the pitch, it's quite, it's, it's quite an attacking sense of for, for many Premier League teams to have two out and out strikers on the pitch. The benefit that Villa have got with those two is that they graft. Yeah. yeah. They, they both work hard. They'll both run the channels. They'll both do do the, the dirty work if you like. Um I still can't see Smith going four four two because it's such a departure from what he's done. Uh in the last however long he's been at how long he's been at Villa now? Three years. October twenty eighteen, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't see him doing it, but I still think he will play two strikers. And accommodate them in a in a formation that, that, that suits him. Like I say, I think it, I think he'll go with with Watkins up top and put Ings as a ten behind him, and then have Bailey and, and Buendia either side of him. What does um, that mean for like Davis and Wesley? Because mm-hmm. you said um, I don't know if his injury's long enough to keep him out for a loan spell, but Wesley as well. It's a yeah decision that needs to be needs to be made. To be fair, um, yeah, Wesley. Yeah, it's on Ings like that off the cuff, thirty million. Says a lot about what, where Wesley's future lies. So perhaps a loan deal for him, and then Dave's probably kept around the squad um, as a sub and used that way. But but yeah, Dave's always said a comment. He said you control the game from midfield. That's why he's always he's always asked about playing three in midfield. He said always play that way because you control the ball in the field better. So like Matt says, I think perhaps you might have Ings dropping in. I think Ings drop into midfield against the um, Italian side last week, and I think what Matt's saying. Could be the way they go, to be fair, and having McGinn in the camera and Ings dropping into to help out. The next one says, which player excites you most going into the new season? We know who is he. <laughs> yeah, can't remember who did I say. Uncarney. The thing is, with that as well... So from, I want the chant. I'm not really bothered about anything else. <laughs> I just think we need Ollie Mills, don't we, from the halting? Four goals, three assists, and he'll be on the back of your sun shirt. You, know? <laughs> you, th- you think so? No, if it's playing Paletta, it won't be. Um... <laughs> Probably Ings or Mings, I'm telling you. <laughs> and the M's going to be a Velcro one that we stick on, depending <laughs> on that. Apart from you two that were at games, or you less so, but you were there every game last last year, and you, you've you been to the training session. Did you go to Chelsea as well? I didn't go to Chelsea. Go to Chelsea. No, the training session was my first, first so reappearance. It's very easy to sell it up when Dia, Ings are one of the new boys, but we've not even seen Watkins in the flesh yet, or Cash in the flesh, or Martinez. Like, I'm excited about seeing those players yeah. as well, not just the new guys. Because we've not even seen last season's new signings yet. Uh, Watkins looked good actually in the old uh, nine aside kick around. <laughs> he was finishing, looked really, looked really sharp. Uh, There's a really good vibe about it. Yeah. To be honest, and it was, uh, it wasn't quite, it wasn't quite deleting all the, all the photos of your your ex girlfriend off Facebook, and it wasn't airbrushing <laughs> Jack Greenish that way, but it was more. I don't know, putting all the pictures of your new girlfriend. It was just, we don't need to, we don't need to dwell on that. We've got all these exciting people. Uh, like I said, I only went inside for the, um, for the, for the open training session, but it was, uh, when has got a, a really high pitched voice, by the way, hasn't it? Yeah. But it was, it, it was a really, uh, <laughs> great knowledge on the podcast. I'm telling you, but it was just a, a really good, good vibe about it. But you're right. There's a lot of players who I've said this before, who we've had to hero worship from afar. Yeah who 
you know, they've produced a really good level of performance. Some of them stepping up to the Premier League, the likes of Matty Cash for the first time, produce that without the crowd. And you can look at it both ways, can't you? Will they, will they thrive off the crowd now and feed off that and be this kind of mutual appreciation side thing that will help them kick on? Or will the kind of grumbling old men like me high up in the galleries, you know, impact their performances? But I think, I think there's a real, a real togetherness about the football club now. I think we've said this previously, but these, these fans who don't just hero worship the players actually kind of quite like them as individuals yeah. and as people. Um, I think it's, I think it's a really, like, to, to paraphrase Ashley's first uh, answer, really, really exciting time. <laughs> well, yeah, as much as there's part of me that was sad about I'll never get to see Jack play in a Villa shirt again. Last time I saw him was 2020, play for Villa, and a part of me is, is tinged with sadness about that. I'm not going back in a couple of weeks' time to watch Jordan Bowery and Yakuba Silla and Grant Holt and other rubbish footballers we've had over the years. We've stepped I mean, over there. I don't know if they're watching. They won't be watching. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going back to see Buendia and Watkins and Ings and a new exciting Villa, and that kind of puts any sadness out the window for me. The fans have been locked out of Villa Park for too long now, and... Even the Chelsea game, it was incredible. We, we beat the Champions of Europe, let's not forget that. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think everyone's in it together. I mean, James mentioned the, the game against Everton that Friday night, so that sticks out. Um, and Billy got promoted. I think uh, you can expect the nights again. I think everyone's in it together. Everyone's rallying around each other. It's been a hurtful summer with, with, with you-know-who leaving. And But the owners have, have gone big and Dean's gone big and hopefully we can pack it out down there and get them points on the board, yeah? It's a big question now. It's more of a negative one than we've had so far. How much pressure is on Dean Smith this season? Part of me feels like there isn't any pressure on him in a weird Always way. pressure. Always. Not none, but a lot of people will just go, well, he's lost Jack, so you can understand why they finished 12th or whatever. I think Villa's owners probably not need to see immediate massive regression, but need to see that the ship's in steady hands yeah. and that he's going forward. Mm-hmm. That could mean anything. We don't, you know, we don't yeah, set the... think it wouldn't be in steady hands if you sat your manager. So there's no pressure. Yeah, it's you know it's not that there's no no pressure, but I think the release of you know Grealish for 100 million, I think it's going to be a, a, a difficult season to judge by the fans' metrics. You know how we judge a season, um, but you know Nasser and Wes will have big games, and I'll need to see some kind of off-field progress. If it isn't on-pitch progress, I need to see something which will justify. Know, keeping Dean Smith on, but as I said, it's been con- it's been probably the most dynamic period of progress. You know, I don't know if I in our yeah. history, but in recent years, actually, yeah. yeah, been wild. But yeah, they mentioned that five year project, and I have three years into that. So if he keeps on board with that, I mean, his latest comments today were eighteen months off keeping Jack Grealish. Ooh. So. Or does that mean? I don't that get mean? that, hey, Timor. That leaves you off for a season. He's going to go in January. That's <laughs> all. Yeah. Yeah. We'd yeah. be in the top four in January, two years away, and yeah. then fall off. That's all. <laughs> but um. Yeah, um, saying that, that's my way. Yeah, five-year project, yeah, whatever yeah. that means, and two years two, two years left of that, and the pressure's always been on Dean Smith, you need, you need a good start. If you lose matches, question, question marks get raised. Was that then, squeaky chair? It's this belt on the back of my chair, it's doing my head in. Squeaky <laughs> bomb for Dean Smith, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. oh, good. Pressure on Dean? Yeah, I think so. I think specifically from Matt, like screaming. <laughs> You'll be on the dugout, aren't you? Yeah, throwing cabbages. <laughs> I'm a bit further up than that. I can't be bothered to shout that far unless I'm singing, singing Ollie Murs songs. Uh, it's loads of Can pressure. You sing on that for us, because I don't Say know. Again. Can you sing it? Because I don't know what you're talking about. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not having pressure on me. I'm talking about pressure on Dave Smith. <laughs> of course, it's pressure on him. You know, he's they've given him effectively 100 million quid. To spend again, they're not going to say 
here you go, stand still or go backwards. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm quite cynical because I think Dean Smith, when Villa have decided that they've had enough of Dean Smith, I think they'll be quite, not brutal, I think it'll be managed quite well, but I think when they decide that they need to move him on, they will move him on. So Dean Smith doesn't want that. He's realistic, but he doesn't want that call to come. So he'll be working super hard to make sure that I think Villa now want to, to stick a big kind of give a big V sign to Jack Grealish to say you've left this, you've left this at the worst possible time because we're going places. Yeah. And I think for Villa to to do that, I think they do need to make that next step from what eleventh to sixth. Yeah, that's, big big jump. That's probably the biggest jump. So far, I mean, I thought it was a big jump getting winning ten games in a, on the spin and getting into the playoffs and getting into the the Premier League that way. I think this one could be the biggest, biggest one so far. Um, Smith knows that. Smith, you know, he just lets it roll off. It's, it's amazing to be honest the way he deals with it. You know, I, I'm not seeing. I mean, Ash might know differently. I'm not seeing many occasions where he snapped publicly or whatever mm. even when things have gone against him he's just other than the juggling balls thing that I think he got uh, I think he got fined for it was very funny very good yeah. I think he cope with it and I think it'd be interesting to see what Villa do without John Terry there because I think one of Dean Smith's biggest successes has been able to manage John Terry and to get him to be such a team player and not be seeking the limelight and to get him to just bring his, his expertise and his professionalism to the dressing room I don't know it probably has got enough you, you might know better than me actually probably has got enough of a coaching team around him that he doesn't necessarily need to re- replace John Terry yeah Dean Smith always, the quote always sticks out Terry said it as well he's learning never never to be too high when you win and never to be too low when you lose so he always remains balanced Dean does but in terms of coaching staff I think Craig Shakespeare's um, importance is just Understated. I think he's he's the main man. Like, really, is behind the scenes and in warm ups and down the training ground. I think he's he's been a real big influence since he arrived. He's only been there a year now, and yeah, um, behind the scenes. I think they might get one more in to replace JT, but I think it's Smith and Shakespeare the, the main men, and O'Kelly's he's loved by the players. But yeah, I think I'm sad to see JT, JT go because I think it was a good influence, and I think Smith managing really well. Yeah. The next question, almost by random, seeing as you mentioned the five-year plan. Is the five-year plan or the Villa project or whatever you want to call it, is that still on course? Are we still on course for where the owners want us to go? I think so. I don't know about you you guys, but I feel like it's just, we, we've only seen improvement. So, look, this season hasn't even kicked the ball yet and whatever happens, happens. But I feel like we have made that progress and we're on course. Had the big blow, obviously, of the summer. But I think from what the, the words that have come out, they knew, you know, they they, 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 they weren't surprised, were they? So yeah. it's, you know, with the owners, the plan they've had, Wes Edens, when he joined, said he had a, I think it's a billion pounds, a five-year sustainable plan. And a part of that is selling whomever it needs to be sold or who's got offers on the table and improving the general makeup of the team. So I feel like it's still on board as a fan. 100%, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's fair and a lot better than Tony Jarre's five-year plan. <laughs> yeah, where's the roller coasters? Um, exactly, yeah. I think so. I think it's been. What pro- roller coaster would you have had? <laughs> Say it again. What roller coaster? If you made a theme park, what ride would have you had there? Probably um, the Oblivion, because it was like <laughs> under Tony's yard. It was Don't Look Down, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Um, I think back back on the back on the five year plan. <laughs> even if 
even if this comes, I'm not trying to write this season off because I've got high hopes for it, but even if this season is a fair to middling maintaining of what's so far, I think the plan's still on course, isn't it? Yeah, because you're more likely to go from, what was it, 17th, 11th, 10th, 6th, than 17th, 11th, 6th. It's an extra season, but it's more, it's more realistic, mate. I think, I think what will show whether the plan's on course is how Villa can cope with setbacks because we've held Leicester as the model, haven't we, of being able to kind of lose big players but recruit smartly to replace them and not let that shake you off course at all. I think if Villa can show that this season, it will show that, you know, people, people have said, haven't they, in the last five years, you know, Dean Smith's a crap manager who's relied on Jack Grealish. You know what I mean? There's always been that Villa are one, a one-man team. Let's just absolutely demolish that now by showing that we can be as good as or or if not better and I think that will just give us all the faith I've got faith in these owners anyway haven't we because they've plucked us back from the yeah. back from the brink um, but to show that it can be done and it's I hate it. it to me it sounds it's a bit like when you talk about the project it reminds me of Villa Engine and all this kind of yeah. stuff so it's, it's a little bit you know what I mean a bit cliched but for me, it will show that the project is about a way of working. It's about a system. It's about a method. It's about a way of recruitment. It's about a culture that you're bringing. It's not about an individual at all. And we need to come test that theory of showing that without Jack Greeley. It's about the youth academy as well, isn't it? The, you know, talk about Carney only being 17. About player him. that's mm. five years away is 12 at the moment. It's about finding those players, isn't it, for the future and building a sustainable club going forward. Kane Kessler, he's a loan deal. I've yeah. seen him about Louis Barry give me a lot next summer. Yeah. They're going to bring him on, aren't they? Village and Matt's mate, Carney. And um, <laughs> they're all going to come on, aren't they? So, yeah, it's like a vibe out, isn't it? Producing talent. And yeah. Having the best best of it in, in the country. Next question is: Will a disjointed pre-season hamper us? We're not the only ones, are we? Proof of being the pudding, wasn't it? I guess, and that's been a bit of a disruptive one. Denis Bissouar said COVID, so he missed the first two games, mm. and yeah, um, <laughs> did well to get a friend on last week, didn't they? Yeah. To be fair to him. So, and obviously the, player, the new recruits haven't arrived yet, Bailey and whatnot. So. Feel the same for everyone, but we'll have to roll with it. And luckily, we've got some coin fixtures on paper to start with, and yeah. a couple of wins get that momentum. And there'll be no looking back then. Yeah. Um, I don't know how important a pre-season is to the whole. Se- I think it's really important to the start, but how is it to the whole season? Because all teams, I feel like they take a while to yeah. get up to speed. But mm. I don't know the man with the experience over there. Bad pre-seasons. Have you got any? Does it, how, how important is it? I think never, it's annoying that we haven't had a clean break. Never read my piece about the Peace Cup, did you? Brilliant, that was. <laughs> Stick it in the comments, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, that's so you mentioned that we didn't win in the silverware, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, the Peace Cup and the, the Bass Trophy win at Burton. That's it. I think the worst s- thing about not having a proper pre-season is you can't go away. I mean, I should have been somewhere yeah, sunny, shouldn't I? Minnesota, man. Yeah. Or Bayer or Minnesota or something like that. Um, like I say, they'll roll with it, won't they? You know, nothing's been normal, has it? No. For the last, for the last 18 months, so... What what have Watford's and Newcastle schedules been like? Has anyone, anyone took notice of that? It's not I'm great, thanks for exposing our lack of knowledge. They've had a bad pre-season as well. The, those first couple of games no, are probably like... smashed Barcelona and PSG. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you not go to the Blythe Spartans versus <laughs> Newcastle <laughs> under 23s, James? Of course, you're a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Any chance of another winger or creative player? We've been linked with Damsgaard, Dan Juma, and Campwell. I don't. I don't know whether we need another ten slash winger. Yeah, if we just rocked up on deadline day, went, oh, it is Todd Campwell as well. I'd be like, whatever, you know. <laughs> Think a lot. You know, a lot of people say, oh, get this player instead, but it's, you know, it's, it will be very fun to see Todd Campwell do that surf celebration. For, uh, <laughs> I'd sign him just for that. Him and Liam Bailey dancing around. Yeah, we, you know, you, we're here to have fun and uh, kick on. So whatever happens, happens. I'm not don't know about the wings. I don't see like Dan Juma coming in and being no, like, no. Well, you know. No, Sammy, I think they've done the bulk of the business. I think Villa Jim Bidos has answered the question there as well. Yeah, that's true. Over pre I think he's, I think Smith has been impressed by him and he could be one that can come off the bench. I think it's all done to be fair at that end of the pitch. I think you never know what happens in deadline day. The longer it goes on, the window, someone could pop up. Yeah. You don't know yeah. the end. Ball her best on. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. We said, didn't we? we? Oh, we probably aren't going to be in for a strike at this point, but if a deal becomes, exactly a, becomes available, you can't resist, you go for it. Yeah. And Danny Ings goes, oh, I quite fancy Villa. And you go, all right, and 30 yeah, million, done. done. He didn't even tell his family it was done with that. <laughs> Seconds, he was in, in a, probably the boot of a car. It's on, it's on <laughs> a deal, but, but yeah, um, yeah, I think a couple more maybe, but you never know what, what, what pops up yeah. near the window. Which games are you looking forward to, to this season? I'll just put all of them yeah. for my answer it's, it's just it's, nice to be back it's not even a cop out it is a cop out but it's not because you know every game is going to have an edge to it this season because fans yeah. are back and you know I remember I said it in the preview but that Everton one man, oh, man. when Al Ghazi broke through I've never heard of volume oh, like yeah. that yeah. <laughs> I couldn't my ears are ringing and that's that's rare and you know there's so many people like football going but it's, it is rare for it to ascend to that height and I think Villa fans are going to be that's going to be a few occasions this season Regardless of what happens, so all yeah. of them. I think it's going to be the FA Cup final for me against Man City. <laughs> oh. When like Man City rock up in the Peaky Blinders suits, oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> can we absolutely destroy them? Yeah, it's going to it's going to be that. Um, first game back, Newcastle full house. Yeah, hopefully a couple of the new signings on display. Yeah, um, you know Steve Bruce with his head in his hands. Uh, what's not to love, really? Tasty first home game, isn't it? That Do you get to go to a new stadium this season, Brentford. Oh, yeah. and it is a new, fully new stadium, new stadium as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah we also haven't been, but Brentford's the one that sticks out. Um, yeah, but that Man City at home, what's someone feeling about that? Jack back and all that? Yeah, we said we weren't going to stick mention, out, isn't it? We said we weren't going to mention him too much after the start, but... It's going to stick out. What's that reaction going to be like? Because I won't think about Jack Grealish till we play Man City like every other Man City player. So in the build-up to that, I'll start thinking about it. As of today, what kind of reaction does he get when he comes back to Villa Park? At first, I thought there'd uh, be some light applause, maybe a few light boos here and there. I've more swayed towards the negative boon side at this point. I won't, because I've never really booed anyone apart from Jolie and Lescott. But you spoke about it before the podcast, and um, I think half and half until he goes down. <laughs> yeah, until he goes down. That's it then. It's going to turn big time. It's going to be to win a penalty in front of the whole way. Even if it's a legit, you know, nine times, if it's a legit tackle. Yeah, and Matty Castings yeah. interview, and yeah. You know, I just hope we've got some really good chance for everybody else so that we can just kind of really, you can really... Super Jack transplants into Super John very, <laughs> very easily. So, you know, as long as he kicks on. I just think if we can like, serenade everybody else. <laughs> Spread the love. Yeah, that's a nice way of looking at it. Almost treat Jack, Jack's return as, a, as an afterthought. Yeah. Mm. I think, um, yeah. It shouldn't be the event. I personally won't. I personally yeah. won't boo him. Um, but I won't be stand, giving him a standing ovation either. I'll probably be standing up because yeah. my knees get a bit it shouldn't you know, be, in those seats but. you know how when, when Dalf left it was almost like an event oh he's coming back and we're going to get him 
it was like it was a big thing and i feel like this shouldn't be because we we are we're levels above that now you know i was getting early goal do you know what i mean and in, and yeah, right. and Jack struggles a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Be nice yeah. to nice to do that, but yeah, I think what, what I'm looking forward to the most that, that first home game of the season. Mm. That's going to be buzzing. We talked about Watkins and Ings earlier. How many goals they'll get between them? But this one says who will be top goal scorer. So we assume it'll be one of those two. If you've got to pick one, just for the sake of picking, who are you going for? Easy, isn't it? Ings. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> going Ings. Yeah. I'm going Watkins. No, I think Watkins. It's no disrespect to him, but I think he'll be tight. Been there, done this, and now he's. Now, Southampton, I thought for a long time, were a better team than Villa, but if we're nicking, means yeah. we are we are moving ahead. I said, I said that probably the other day. It kind of addresses the balance a little bit that yeah. Southampton were like a level above Villa for a while and, and they might break into that, that European spot at some point, whereas now Villa just go there and go, right, Danny Ings, thanks <laughs> yeah. for that, move on, and they're not a worry for Villa. Yeah. Ings can score a lot of worldies, though. He scored some crackers down at Villa Park and he top corner yeah. from anywhere. I don't think Watkins can do that. I think Watkins more of a, more of a in the box merchant. I think Ings... Yeah, I think he's gonna. Very excited by him. I think he's gonna score all tops of goals. Yeah. Is it Ings and or Watkins, or are you gonna give us a random left field shout? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Carney's dad is listening, it's Carney Tuckerman. Yeah, I can't see. I can't see who's gonna outscore those two particularly. Leon Bailey's dad's listening. It's Leon Bailey. <laughs> come on. <laughs> if you're listening, Leon Bailey, come on the podcast. He changed his name. I thought it was yeah, Leon Bailey. Leon, yeah. Leon Bailey's dad's listening on now. Um, yeah, I think it'd be Ings, won't it? Hope it is. I hope he scores thirty goals. Herter. Yeah, he won't, but I hope he does. <laughs> and Techie's record is 19. You can surpass that. Is it? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I don't I, <laughs> I don't like to... I don't like to... You should have said no, he'll just get 10. I don't like to be clipped out in six months' time. And <laughs> we said that last season. I haven't you know, remember, I don't like to say stupid things on a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's two more to go. I've left these till the end, so they're not random. If you've got to put your neck on the line today, and we might still make further additions... Where do Villa finish this season? Mate, Matt, what league first. position? <laughs> he looks stressed. Look at him. Ooh. Ninth. Ninth. Ash. Seventh. Seventh? Yeah. Oh, I was going to split the difference and go eighth. Eighth. I was going to say, I wish <laughs> I said it first now because it looks <laughs> like I'll just. <laughs> I'm going to go eighth as well, yeah. Fair play. I think we'll be just outside. You know what? The rest, the best of the rest. I'd be buzzing to be in that Europa Conference. I know a lot of people have slagged it off that Europa Conference League. I'd be buzzing just to get yeah. knocked out by an Icelandic team. We were mid table championship three yeah. years ago. Like any European football, whatever competition it is, is worth yeah. playing in. If we get in that and we're playing in Armenia and, you know, <laughs> Ashes out, <laughs> all sorts of places in uh, midweek. And, uh, you know, I know it's a, it's a weird thing that they've done you over, but. It's cool. It gives us an yeah. actual opportunity now, so why not? And if it's Europa League or Champions League, whatever, but just get there and uh, fly us out on the plane, Matt. Just need to finish high enough to um, stave off interesting Conza, Watkins, yeah. or whoever comes knocking for whoever next. But if that's the model now, that you turn 12 million Esri Conza into 60 million Esri Conza, you then reinvest it and go again, don't you? Yeah, I think... In fact, look, you've got to prove it this season, haven't you, with Grealish yeah. going? That's the biggest proof. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are scared if the project doesn't go, Martinez goes, but the the guys in recruitment know that they have got a job on to replace them. And I guess the proof here of how good of a job they've done of replacing the biggest one that will ever ever leave. So anything else is, I don't know, small potatoes really, isn't it? Yeah, almost. The last question is what is your definition of success for Villa in 21-22? This is probably more than league position. Do you just have to be better than the year before? Do you have to win a trophy? Do you have to get into Europe? How do you define success? Come to you first, Matt. Probably Dean Smith's still been in charge. 
Yeah. Because uh, if we fail, it won't be. Um, I want to win something. The League Cup would do. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded super menacing, by the way. Oh. <laughs> you. If you're not good, he won't be. Like. <laughs> I don't have any say in it. I'm not part of this. Um, what's this new app thing? <laughs> <laughs> what will you get to vote? What, what were you talking about before? I ain't gonna mention it. I don't want to advertise it. I need to give me. I need to pay me first, man, before I start backing it. Um, yeah, uh, I finish higher than last season. Hopefully, win a trophy of sorts, and us not be having a conversation about that fella who's just left for hundred million quid. So, if we don't win a trophy, is it failure then? Is it as binary as that? There must be somewhere in between, aren't there? Yeah. I thought. Get to the final, and uh, or at least have a good semi-final, because I think we were all happy with the Carabao Cup final. Yeah. It's a story how close we came. Yeah, yeah, true. Just got to carry on and then eventually win one of them. How do you how do you define it, Ash? Success? Boring, really. Just more points. 55 yeah. was last season. Prove that by 10, 65, be there or thereabouts. We'll be in the top four if we get 65. Oh, yeah. Just, just more points on the board and... Yeah. Just everyone's come away from Villa Park week by week saying I enjoyed that. Yeah. Really enjoyed going down there and um just that, that, as long as the enjoyment factor's there, everyone's happy with the way they're playing. If it doesn't happen one week, you get beat one week, okay. You win the next and yeah, look, Dean Smith's doing the job, you do something well there and a lot's go deep in the FA Cup. That, that got taken away from us last season. Yeah. FA Cup, you know what I mean, because of COVID. So good crack at that. I'll be happy and um just finishing a little bit higher. I've done a set myself too too high saying yeah. top six and all that, but more points on the board can I be progress yeah limit the games where we look at a loss yeah. I yeah. think you would pick up 57 points where that puts you this season no it's only two more on, on the board yeah, but yeah. Well, in previous seasons 55 probably would have got you 8th or 7th yeah you? so just got to get you bottom half I think it's just about being as steady as part keep making sure the ship hasn't been rocked too much by yeah. whatever yeah. You know, what's full come. Villa Park it's all having yeah. a good laugh that's it loads of interesting chants loads of brilliant goals um, but you could have all that and finish 15th though I've already said the, the first two requirements. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think, I think we're all done then on our big season preview. We've been going for just over an hour, hour 15. Um, we'll be back doing post-match podcasts after every single game. I don't know how we're doing them yet with us being back at Villa Park, but we'll come to the details later down the line. Um, what do you make of I tell you, yeah, I tell you what, we've not even mentioned of it with the Aston. It's very nice. They've, yeah. done, they've done a very good not job. If, you're a, if you were a Blues fan, you'd be very unhappy. Yeah, I've done stuff everywhere. They've done a great job, and yeah, thanks. Well, to taking your satnav back as well, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, big thanks to them for letting us film here today. It's been greatly appreciated, and good to see you all as well. Yeah. It's real humans, not sat behind a laptop for a change, which is it's great to see you all. Normality's yeah, it's creeping back in, isn't it? So. Yeah, fingers crossed. Brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, thank, thanks, Matt, for actually showing your face for once and coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ash, for your time as always. <laughs> he was always. just drinking here. Like, we just found <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What am I drinking, Colin, for? I've let myself down. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks very much for watching. We do appreciate it. We've got a little competition. Matt, do you want to plug it? Seeing as you're the boss. Oh, we're committed to that now. Well, you're the boss, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. We're giving away a shirt. Yeah. Home or away. Do you plug it because you seem to know all the details? So we'll give away an Aston Villa shirt, 21-22, home or away. We'll pick a winner at random. You have to be subscribed to our YouTube channel. Leave a comment as well. It'll be easier to find you. If you're watching this on social media, retweet it, like it, all that kind of stuff. Get involved. Um, and we'll pick one wi- one random winner to win a home or away shirt. And then we'll pick three runners-up to give away a mug. This one. 
What a booby um, prize that is. Yeah, they're all right. We've got loads to give away, so let's just get, let's get them gone. Um, so, yeah, get involved in the comments down below. Subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll be back on Saturday evening, I think, with our post-Watford chat, where Villa wins 6-0 and we're all going to bring on the title. <laughs> we done? Yeah, up the Villa. Yeah, I think cool. so, yeah. It's weird, wasn't it? It's weird being back amongst us. Yeah, get us another beer. <laughs> another beer. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.